Being a caregiver is both a calling and a necessity for many of us. In fact, for me, it's one of the reasons I entered the world of self-employment. I got tired of using up all of my free time and all of my vacation time, my sick days, taking care of uh, family members who needed me to take them to doctor's appointments or just needed me more available. I longed for the freedom to have a flexible schedule that I could do all of that and still work and do the work that I'm called to do. Just like entrepreneurship, caregiving has its seasons and cycles of intensity. There are times when it's fairly easy in routines and while others are intense and demand a lot out of you. The mental aspect of these two roles in our lives, let alone having a life outside of these roles, is something we cannot ignore. One study I recently read said women who serve as caregivers experience two to six times higher levels of depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions as compared to women who do not act in a caregiving role. It also said that other aspects of caregiving, including relationships with family members, can also result in sickness. One other thing it mentioned that I thought was interesting is many illnesses result from the components of stress, feelings of guilt, grief, or other emotions. While being self-employed can make things a lot easier and you have a lot more flexibility, it does not necessarily make it easy. And this has brought my heart recently because it's changing in my own life and my own business as my mother's health changes. And we've seen recent changes uh, just in the last few weeks that have raised some alarm bells and learning to balance taking care of my mom, making sure she is taken care of making sure that the business is running as it should and taking care of me so I can take care of those two responsibilities. That's what I want to talk about here today. We're going to talk about specifically about the need for self-care and rest as we balance these two worlds. Now, this episode is going to be specifically towards a certain group of people. It is for women over 50 who run businesses out of their home, have aging parents or family members where they are becoming more and more responsible for their care, and most likely have some sort of chronic illness that they're dealing with themselves. So today, what we're going to talk about is how do we balance those two worlds? But more importantly, how do we learn to add self-care and intentional rest to our schedule in the midst of caregiving and entrepreneurship? Hello there, and welcome to the SELA Entrepreneur Podcast, where we take a look at doing online business a little differently for women over 50. I'm your host, Marta Gertsen, entrepreneur and business owner since 2008, and for far too long, I struggled with trying to figure out what I wanted to be when my business and I grew up. I was tired of buying all the courses and downloading all the freebies, all in the hope that the answer I was longing for would suddenly appear. Turns out, clarity doesn't come in an instant. It's a journey of discovery and finding answers layer by layer. As I took action, I learned what type of work I really love to do, who I had fun serving, and the problems I love to help them solve. That clarity gave me the confidence to start designing a simple, sustainable business that I could steward well, and I'd love to help you do the same. If you're ready to find the clarity you're longing for, then you're in the right place. Let's take this journey of discovery together. Caregiving and entrepreneurship, for that matter, I believe they're both callings. I believe they're callings that are placed in our heart. And as women who are nurturers and who want to make sure that our loved ones are taken care of and want to serve our clients well, they can be often competing callings on our heart and our attention. So when we look at caregiving here specifically, caregiving is hard. Again, it is not something that you just jump into 
lightly. It is something that often you're thrown into unexpectedly, but it's not something you take lightly. And it can be very physically demanding. It's definitely emotionally draining at times and spiritually challenging. It really is a special heart calling. And over my life, especially as I've been self-employed, I've had incredible opportunities to be with friends and family during difficult seasons of illness. And as hard as some of those experiences were, I wouldn't trade spending time with them for anything. And caregiving is also a personal journey. My experiences as a caregiver are going to be quite different from yours, but we can still learn from each other and encourage each other as we balance these two ways of caring for other people. And also, to be totally honest, caregiving can be taken for granted, both by the caregiver and the one receiving care. On the one hand, we don't see it as a skill and can easily discount what we do. It's just something that we do because we see a need and we take care of it. But also, the one receiving care can get very used to you being there and forgets the impact of what they need on you. And that can be hard to balance and that can be hard to reconcile. One thing that entrepreneurship and caregiving have in common is they are a calling. Often they're a heart calling, something that we're compelled to do. Sometimes it's something that we are kind of thrown into. We start a business because all of a sudden our job was unattainable or the job ends and all of a sudden we need to generate income quickly. And so we start our own business. Caregiving is either, is can often be by choice, but a lot of times it's because of a crisis event and things suddenly change and we have to step into that role and fill the gap. Not everyone can do it, or at least not do it well. Caregivers have strengths in different areas than a lot of other people. And just to give you a quick example here, in my own family, my role as a caregiver for my mom is more about her day-to-day health care. My sister, who longs to be here, has lived 1,000 to 2,000 miles away and cannot be a part of the everyday care for our mother. And it's been very difficult on her. She can and she does a great job of calling, checking on her, working hard to encourage her. And when, before our mom's Alzheimer's increased, she really tried to engage our mom in conversation, which is something that wasn't necessarily a skill set because I was there in the day to day. And so my sister stepped into that role perfectly. The calling that is placed on the heart and with it comes a desire to make a difference and a positive impact in the lives of others, both as a caregiver and as an entrepreneur. It definitely was a call that I was answering at the time when I started my business. And that answering of that call has been a dramatic change in my life and how I live it and how I spend my time. And honestly, the need to be a caregiver and the calling I felt there to take care of my mother and my great aunt at the time also helped me answer the call of being an entrepreneur and helping people in that way. So it definitely can be a push-pull situation there between these two worlds that we have to live in. So what can we do to take care of ourselves so that we can in turn take care of our business, our clients, our loved ones, ourselves? There's that saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I have a love-hate relationship with that. While I do agree that the basic truth is there, that you do need to be able to take care of yourself and keep yourself in as good as physical and mental and spiritual health as you can so you can take care of your business, you can take care of your loved one. But I also recognize that there's sometimes that you just have to put one foot in front of the other and do what has to be done because if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. 
Knowing this, however, makes taking care of ourselves all the more important and developing simple routines and habits of rest that can carry us through these busy and hard times. So today we are talking about self-care for the entrepreneur and caregiver. And while I would love to give you a A to Z list on what you need to do to take care of yourself and to develop a habit of rest and take care of yourself and manage your energy as best as you can, I can't prescribe anything specific. What I can do though, however, is give you a set of questions and a set of tools to evaluate your situation, where you are currently in your season of caregiving or in business and help you develop a plan that allows you to practice rest and practice that resting muscle. Both caregiving and entrepreneurship is a privilege. Again, while caregiving is so hard, those those are times, however, that I would not change or exchange for anything. That even in the midst of how hard both can be, uh, there are times when caregiving can just feel like it's sucking the life out of you, but it also has some incredible special moments, moments that I wouldn't want to trade for anything. But there definitely is a cost both personally to you as a caregiver, and it's something that we cannot ignore. And over time, if you don't add purposeful, intentional self-care or rest into your schedule, you will you will burn out on both the business side and the caregiver side. The costs can come in all shapes and sizes, but generally, I believe they can be sorted into eight core categories, physical, mental, emotional, faith creative, relational, sensory, and work. While these are the core areas to consider, we also have cycles where one area is more important than the other. Again, I want to give you a couple of personal examples. My mother has had major and minor surgeries throughout the years. Minor surgeries, yes, they, you know, they take up quite a bit of time for a couple days, and then you have a lot of follow-up appointments, but we've also had emergency major surgeries from hip replacement to triple bypass surgery. The triple bypass took us completely by surprise, and all of a sudden, I was enmeshed in a about a four-month hands-on caregiving situation where she needed round-the-clock care, especially once she was released from the hospital. She still could not do everything herself. She had to have help, and so my sister and I were able to tag-team part of that to make sure that she was covered and taken care of. In recent years, it's been her Alzheimer's. Well, it was kind of hard to deal with uh, in, at the very beginning, we are seeing a change. And so now that emotional and that mental aspect of trying to support her and care for her has changed than it was a few years ago. So while each of these events were happening, I was and am self self-employed. And each season and each cycle of minor to intense caregiving has required different things from me. Some were as basic as getting her to a doctor's appointments, while others did require me living with her because she couldn't be alone. I have an amazing family, but again, they usually are living a thousand to two thousand miles away. So while they can come out and help, and they have many, many times for extended periods of times to help, it's not nearly as much as they would like. And that makes it hard for them as well. Each of these events requires different types of rest, and as I've gotten older, The types of rest that I need and the amount of time I need to recuperate from a difficult season has changed as well. So what do we do? How do we address this? First, we must develop 
restful routines. Back in episode 11, I shared the work of Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith and her seven areas of rest. I created eight because I do add work in there because we are self-employed. Knowing how we are doing currently in each season is very important. It's important to revisit and understand where we are now, where we were six months ago. And so taking taking her her work and reevaluating it on a regular basis, make sure that we're staying in touch with where we are personally. And it helps us when we know what's going on in our lives and we kind of know what when things are good or when things are kind of in crisis mode, then knowing those areas of rest and reevaluating on a regular basis, we can keep up with the cycle and area of rest that needs to be addressed right now. So first, knowing and where we are right now and developing restful routines. Second, we must learn to rest without guilt. We must realize that resting is not lazy and is in fact a necessity for us to keep up with the demands of our lives, of our businesses, of our caregiving. Third, we need to cut ourselves a break. We can't do it all. As we mentioned in a couple episodes ago, Superwoman must leave the building. We can try, and maybe we can for a short term, do everything, but in the long term, we can't. Knowing that saying yes to increased caregiving duties, most likely we need to say no to business opportunities. When our business is growing or when it's stretching us beyond belief, sometimes saying yes to those new opportunities in business means that we need to cut back on the amount of caregiving we do. Fourth, we need to learn to ask for help. And sometimes the person that we need to ask help from the most is ourselves which is also very hard. But other times we may need to ask for help from family. We may need to be able to, we may need to find ways to ask help from our the loved one's insurance, working with other resources or community organizations that have volunteers who can come in and help. We may not always have friends and family who can help us and, and we have to find ways to make do. We have to find ways of being able to do all this without burning ourselves out. And unfortunately, we may not have access to the financial resources we need to hire help. If our family member is eligible for resources like Medicare and Medicaid or community community support programs, while that gives relief, it often puts pressure on us in other ways because all of a sudden we become a a caregiving manager. So here's a few things I want you to ask yourself to help you create a habit or practice of intentional rest and intentional self-care. And again, this doesn't always mean about getting more sleep. When you look at the different areas of rest and we take that test, I want you to take a look at what area you need the most help in. Visit the show notes and I'll put a link to Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith's rest quiz. And that's going to give you a really good overview of the different areas of rest and where you are struggling right right now. And I want you to get honest with yourself and ask if it is time to ask for help from family or friends, medical insurance, community organizations. And then I want you to make a list of things that fill you up, rejuvenate you, and help you rest. And I want you to just brainstorm. And when you're in the midst of caregiving and you have your own health issues and you have your business that's going full steam, this list actually might be hard to make. So you may need to take several days to start making a list and revisiting what fills you up, what gives you energy, what lights you up, what gets you excited. Once you have a group of maybe 10 to at least 10, 15 to 20 would be awesome, 
I want you to break out that list into a few groups. I want you to break it out into things you can do under about 15 minutes, things that you could do over an hour or two, and then things that where you're going to need to set a lot more time to do. And then once you have it broken out and organized, I want you to put that list somewhere where it's easy to find and put your hands on. Just a side note here, if you need further help developing these lists, listen to episode 14 about creating a take a break kit. And again, episode 11, where we chat about rest and how it's more than sleep and give you ideas of what I call restivities, restful activities. This is a very simple way that you can start practicing rest now, today. Practicing will help you develop restful routines that can really make a difference when those tough days and hard schedules come up. These routines give you the coping skills that you need for those tough days. And I want you to start practicing rest, practicing self-care. And one of the best words of advice I ever got was rest is an action step. Rest is a habit we need to develop. And for most of us, it takes takes practice because we're so used to giving and diving into our business to take care of our clients. We're so used to diving in and taking care of our families. And if you do have aging parents or sick family members you're taking care of, we're used to diving in and taking care of them. For a lot of us, resting and self-care does not come naturally, and we do fight against it, even though we know we need it. And a lot of times it's fear. What will other people say that I'm resting and I don't want to look weak and I don't want to look lazy? Somehow we've gotten into our heads, again, that resting is a luxury instead of a necessity. But if you want to have a sustainable, healthy business, if you want to fully be there in your caregiving and not burn yourself out in the process, resting and self-care are some of the key elements in helping you avoid that burnout and being there for your business and clients and being there in your caregiving, and it cannot be ignored. Here are a few things I want you to remember. When you are crazy busy in your business, rest is also part of your work. When you are sick or you're having a chronic chronic illness flare-up, resting is your work. It's your work of healing. When you are a caregiver, resting is one of the keys to managing your energy and your mental health. So my challenge for you this week is to go look at your schedule, Add a break, a time for rest, or a time for something fun and life-giving and add it to your calendar. I want you to make that appointment, keep it, and start practicing rest today. And then to make that even easier, I want you to go back and I want you to make that list of things that fill you up, that give you rest, that rejuvenate you, that excite you, that fill the creative well. Remember to break it out into groups of what you can do under 15 minutes, what might take an hour or two, and maybe something that takes a f- half a day or a full day. And again, put that list somewhere where you can ha- get your hands on it quickly and easily because if you have it prepped and ready to go and you don't have to think of it, you're more likely to do it. So make that list, pick one thing, and add it to your calendar for the following week. I'd love to hear what you decided and what you decided to add to your calendar. You can connect with me and send a message on Instagram or through Facebook. I'd love to hear what you decided. I'd love to hear what you did and how you felt about it once you made that commitment and took that moment of rest. If you are anything like me, when you are in an intense caregiving season, the view we have of our business changes because all of a sudden things become crystal clear. What's the priority? 
And most of the time, our family and our loved ones win out. And for me, that has always been a catalyst for looking at my business through a new lens, a new perspective. And it's often when I lose clarity about what's what's going on in my business and what I think my business should be doing. It's a time that I've learned to evaluate how my business is doing and where I need to go from here, what needs to change so that things become more sustainable, especially in the intense seasons. If you would like help getting clear about your business, I would love to talk to you about the Business Clarity Reset. This is a time where I work with my clients and show them how to get to the core of who they are today in this season. So often we grow, but our businesses don't. And a lot of times it takes an outside point of view or a pretty intense season to get that aha moment. In the Business Clarity Reset, I have the Business Clarity Toolkit where we discover and dive into who you are today, which is totally different from who started your business several years ago and probably is different from the person before the intense caregiving cycle began. So if you would like to learn more about the Business Clarity Reset, Again, you can send me a message through social media. You can grab me on Instagram or connect with me on Facebook. Or you can also visit selastudios.co forward slash reset. And this is a smaller program where I walk you through the evaluation process of you, your personality, your business personality type, your who, what, why, where, who you serve, the people you love to serve, what problem you solve, how you solve it. And then we pull that all together, what I call a business clarity map, so that you are getting clear on the business that you have today and where you want to take it. So if you were tired of being stuck or you've gotten stuck because your intense caregiving season has, has approached, I would love to help walk you through that because I know what it feels like to be stuck between these two important worlds and not sure what to do about it. So again, if you'd like to reach out and ask, I'd be happy to answer any questions you have or you can also visit selastudios.co forward slash reset. Thanks for joining me. I hope you found some clarity or an aha moment that inspires you to take some action today. Before you go, could I ask a favor? I would really appreciate it if you could take a few seconds and leave a review of this show in the Apple Podcast app. Your review really does make an impact and helps spread the word about this show and gets it in the hands of other women who are looking to build simple and sustainable businesses of their own. Until next time.